Rapid fire rant. Let me ask you guys something. And think about it really hard. Have you always protected your parents from the shit and the evil they might have done? Maybe not evil. But let me explain. I had a really deep conversation with my mother just the other night. I know most of what happens in my life isn't spectacular. But it was a really deep conversation on how our relationship turned sour um, around the time I was about um, 17. So around the time I was graduating, I had the choice of either going with her or um, staying where I was. And I apologize for that slow pause because it's kind of a painful experience. And you'll see why I bring up that first point about whether we protect our parents from some of the crazy shit they've done and how we've learned to forgive. And I think that's what makes us better people in a way. I did not forget her giving me that choice but then her husband basically telling me I only have one choice to make and if I make the choice that I thought I was going to make it was going to cause problems I decided to stay it was rough it wasn't as bad as I made it out to seem but um, I never told her that that's why I decided to stay Um, she knew that there was a little bit of a rift and some conflicts between, um, me, her, and her husband, Uh, whether that was me just being a snotty teenager or whether that was just, we were just butting heads over things. Needless to say, the deep conversation was that she never forgave herself for, not just dragging me along, but I told her I was practically going to become an adult in the next three to four months. And, you know, the whole stigma of, you know, you either fucking fuck off or you go to school and then you live with your parents. And I decided to fuck off. Um, luckily, I had a great support system. My grandparents, I consider them. Um, my second parents for a very long time. Um, they've always been there for me, no matter what. I'm I'm the first of 17 grandchildren, so that's quite a thing. <clears throat> Needless to say, um, there was a lot of shit and a lot of things said. And so this kind of correlates and this kind of ties in with the with an episode that I had released about whether you've had those difficult conversations with your with your family and i think the conversations with your parents over shit they might have done or shit you might have done it gets real fucking dark there's a lot of shit that you 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 haven't thought about in so many years because you might have repressed it or you you know you just stuffed it down as far as you could in the deepest regions of your mind and you never followed up with it Needless to say, I cried in the end. She cried in the end. We both said our we both said our piece. There might have been some cursing. <laughs> um, 
obviously not not at each other not at each other <laughs> um that would be insane if my mom called me a little shit or i called her the b word if i would have called her a bitch um but yeah how many of you had those difficult conversations with you know your siblings or you know your immediate family members you know, there. I'm sure there's shit that they have done that makes you scratch your head. That made you scratch your head as you were a little bit older. Like, why? Or the way they treated you. And you know, it's something that you shouldn't really ponder on as much, um, unless you are having that deep conversation. Because life does go on. Life does get in the way. It does get hectic, and you have other things to worry about. Um, but if there's some underlying deep deep resentment and issues uh that haven't been solved or this guilt that's over your shoulders these are the kind of conversations you need to have and so i i i feel better for it and i think you should too because there's a lot of shit in your mind that's trapped actually deep 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 in your subconscious that you haven't let go since you were maybe about four or five you might not remember it completely, but it's something that's lingering in there and you need to let it out. Whether that be a form of family therapy or uh, CBT uh, therapy, um, consulting your folks, even writing down in, things in a journal and then sharing it with your folks, which I think that's quite enlightening, um, which is something I did. Um, I shared a little bit of what is in my journal with her. I don't know. Ah, I think you guys should too. Just something I wanted to share with you guys on that point. Another thing I actually want to touch on. Uh, this is more brain stuff. Um, I read Jonas Kaplan's, um, research paper released back in 2016 with yours truly not with yours truly sorry with none other none other than um sam harris and a colleague of theirs on the neural correlations of um one's political and non-political beliefs um how strong is the neural slash brain activity when it comes to someone challenging your beliefs Needless to say, learned some very interesting things, learned about the um, the different parts of the brain, what they do, you know, the amygdala and the insular cortex, um, that sort of stuff. And then, you know, the uh, the orbital frontal cortex um, when it comes to helping us regulate different changes in our belief systems. A lot of the truths uh, mentioned in the... Um, in the research paper were quite extravagant they were a bit distorted but then again it just it emulates it basically shows what kind of society you know we live in like there's so much information there's so much bullshit and it's not we don't have the time to fact check everything so we'll take it as it is as times um and that's from left-leaning liberal media and right-winged crazy ass fucking assholes fucking media as well i cannot stand either fucking fox or i cannot stand cnn but i would definitely love to see 
where my mind, what parts of my brain light up. You know, the 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 cortex is the amygdala, um, cortices. Sorry. Um, so that was quite an interesting paper. I'm gonna read it again. I will share what I really learned from that, um, just because it was a very comprehensive, a very deep fucking paper. And to be honest, I cannot fucking. I still don't understand much of statistics to save my fucking life. Um, but there's something about the research um, behind our uh, political and non-political beliefs um, that just seems so interesting. Just the study of the brain. Apparently, also, uh, it was cited in the paper that certain brains um, or certain political uh, beliefs, certain political affiliations actually are molded in the brain as well more so conservatives they have um i think they had mentioned there was a larger amygdala or not the larger amygdala but the amygdala was activating a lot more because um that's kind of a part of the brain that's involved in the threat and threat avoidance so I think that's pretty neat that our brains are wired to either be um, conservative or liberal. Of course, you know, um, society, culture, our, you know, our folks, they have a lot of power over what we believe. But I think thanks to the power of neuroplasticity and, you know, the power of common sense and, you know, looking for what makes sense to us and then asking questions, questioning our political beliefs and not being so fucking hard-headed <laughs> to stay by them and challenge them, I think uh, leads to some very interesting inner monologue and some interesting conversations with other folks who might be questioning what they believe in. Um, of course, we don't want to over-intellectualize everything like yours truly. <laughs> you actually want to you actually want to do something about it so like have those conversations put yourself out there if need be i can honestly say sometimes a lot of these episodes that i put out they're just rushed i i'm gonna be honest with you guys i've had a couple of episodes where i just felt the need to just rush something out and i know that wasn't necessarily the best material um and so that is a belief of mine that I need to change, that I need to stop over-intellectualizing everything, trying to figure out what would be the best, the absolute best for each episode. Of course, not as bad as some episodes either, um, because I want what I say to be challenged. I want whatever I share to be challenged. Like, you know, how Mario Beauregard challenges Richard Dawkins and Daniel Dennett and professors Rabin Saver on the on their materialist slash reductionist view of uh, God or you know the manifestation of God being as simple as a God switch a God gene or can be stimulated with a helmet or sufferers of temporal lobe uh, epilepsy can experience hallucinations and views of and voices of god 
Okay, I think I've uh, said my piece for the day. In the meantime, please take care of yourselves. I will look for that paper, the official name. I'll put it, I think, somewhere in the... um, I'll put it inside the description so you can read it yourselves. You'll you'll understand it a lot better than I would. I, I obviously need to read it twice. That's not good. Um, I've only been really reading scientific papers for the last five, six months. I still don't know what half the fucking words are, but it's, it's a good challenge for me. Um, yeah. Okay, take care.